When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. I feel bloated, Ryan. I feel bloated. You look great. I feel tired. I'm jet lagged from Australia. It was a great trip, but holy, when you go, when you fly that far, when you fly 15 hours, you're changing so many time zones. You get there, your body's like F off, dude. <laughs> and it says F off for a couple of days. And then I had to change, get another plane to Perth after sydney and then flying home perth to sydney sydney to la like 20 hours and i'm just like holy and i gotta do some interviews tomorrow i gotta step up man but was it magical i wouldn't call it magical i would call it a delight it was the people are a delight i would move there we saw some wonderful things i hung out with tom of course, Tom Welling, my cohort from the new podcast, Talkville. Oh. Uh, speaking about that, folks, uh, a reminder, Tom Welling and I are doing a Smallville Rewatch podcast. It premieres in a couple of weeks on Wednesday, July 13th. Uh, Ryan Tejas will be in that podcast. He'll be enjoying, you'll be enjoying him as well. Right, Ryan? That's right. I'm very excited. I'm very enjoyable. You're, you are enjoyable. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast or head over to Talkville podcast.com to learn more and to give you a little taste of what we got in store here's a little teaser for our new show talkville hey guys i'm tom welling i used to play clark kent on smallville i'm michael rosenbaum i used to play lex luther on smallville join us every week as we go back way back i'm excited i know are you can't wait Join Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum every week as they rewind every episode of Smallville and discuss their experiences with friends, fans, and co-stars. Talkville, the ultimate Smallville podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. I hope you guys subscribe. Um, We have a bunch of handles, and uh, you can follow us. It's pretty much Talkville at Talkville Pod or Talkville. But you'll find it. Just go online because I don't have it with me right now. But uh, <laughs> just Google it. Just Google the just freaking Google thing. It. It's going to be a great show. And, you know, we're talking about Smallville. We're watching every episode to get me to watch episodes and then talk about them. It's a big feat. Back to the Inside of You episode. Uh, our guest today is Tommy Flanagan. Wonderful stories. Wonderful stories. I could just listen to him talk all day. I love that accent when he's speaking. And he tells us about you know the night fight where he got his scar. He tells us about the new show. Uh, what's it called? The Power uh, Book Four Force. Power Book Four Force, Force um, which he adores. How much he loves acting and so much more. But first, we appreciate it if you're here for Tommy that you give the podcast a chance. And if you like it, you know, subscribe. You can subscribe uh, uh, these handles on, po- on 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 Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. They are at Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That is correct. Mm-hmm. We're very excited. Um, hopefully, you'll subscribe to the podcast. We're also on YouTube. If you want to watch it, you might miss a couple of things I do with my face, or Ryan does some reactions <laughs> that you might want to see and not just hear. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. We also have a YouTube YouTube clips channel. 
and so much more. Also, if you want to join Patreon, the lovely Patreons, if you're a patron, if you don't know what it is, patrons support the podcast. They make it happen. So if you enjoy this podcast and you want to give back a little, it's easy. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E. I told you I'm fucking jet lagged. Sorry for the F-bomb. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash inside of you. Become a patron. I'll message you back right afterwards. Um, I haven't been on the, online for two weeks, but now I'm going to start going back and thanking people for joining. And there's so many perks, and you get boxes from me if you're a top tier, and shout outs on the podcast, which you'll hear at the end of the podcast. So um, it's going to be pretty amazing. And also, if you want to get any great merch, tons of awesome merch, whether it's Smallville merch or Inside of You merch, go to the Inside of You online store. Um, some pretty groovy stuff there, and the and you can go to sunspin.com for any band stuff if you want to. Also, if you want to um, zoom with me. Enough about that. Enough about me. Enough about this and that. Ryan, are you good? I'm all right. Are you all right? Yeah. Because you've been traveling. I have been traveling. Are you done traveling? I'm going to keep traveling. Yeah, aren't you going to Ireland tomorrow? Going to Ireland. Yeah. Good lord. I uh, know it doesn't stop. I couldn't go because I yeah. obviously this whole I went to Metropolis, Illinois, came back for a day, flew to Australia for two weeks, just landed, can't go back to Ireland. I think I would collapse. Probably, it's just impossible. And I have a con, although the con just got canceled. Oh. Just found out the con got canceled, oh. but uh, I'm still going to Palm Springs. No, no matter what. Anyway, great. So, just in time for summer. You know what they say: hmm. two tears in a bucket, mother. You know, you said it. I didn't. Let's just do this. Let's get into Tommy Flanagan. I love this guy. He's a friend. He is. Uh, he's brilliant on this podcast. I think you're going to really enjoy him. And uh, let's just do it. Let's get inside of Tommy Flanagan. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, the guests always look really good. I always talk about this, but the guests always look better than me. You're a handsome bastard. Fuck. Come on, don't fight it. I'm telling you. Dude. Enjoy, embrace your beauty. <laughs> embrace. See, do you, do you feel like everybody when you do interviews? First of all, you don't the, do interviews. I don't do Listen, I seriously, I don't fucking do them. And when I do do them, I want them to end immediately. <laughs> It's like I'll say two words and I go, okay, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Leave me alone. Why is that? I, I, it's always the same stories. And But when you call me, I thought, you know, the beautiful Rosenblum is going to be a laugh. And <laughs> the I've old heard, Rosenblum. And I've heard, good old sparkles. And I've heard your show and it's so funny and it never feels like you're, you're, you're trying to flog something. Or, you, you know what I mean? It's just, I just want to talk. You just, you just talk. You get inside of people. <laughs> that's right get in there get right up in there son do you get people ask you a lot of times to do uh to do interviews and things and you just say no yes so your agent calls you constantly your publicist calls you and says they want you to do this they want you to no do i'm good i what? want to do a photo shoot no i'm good and then uh, they want, then i'll suddenly do one and i'll hate it i don't know why i i, I like doing what we do i just don't like all the Right, the bullshit that goes with it, you know. Yeah. Well, you were saying like right when we got in here, and it was good to see because we met on Guardians of the Galaxy two. We met before, before that, that. Before that, yep. Fucking yeah, that, that's hot. right. We no, fell no. in love a long time before. I can't yeah. Remember. Where did we meet? I, I don't remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I maybe I just thought I knew you because when I saw you on Guardians, I thought there's fucking Rosenblum. I'm going to go talk to him. I love him, and then we started <laughs> chit chatting. 
Outside, we were having a smoke. We call them darts. In in, do you call them darts and fags? Fags. Yeah, you call them fags. And it's cigarettes. They don't go fucking up your blouse about this. It's cigarettes. It's now. Do you still smoke? No, I quit everything. I've quit everything. I'm the most boring. Let me give you a bit of world advice when it comes to alcohol, drugs, and cigarettes and (laughs) all that shit. Please do that. Do it when you're fifty. Spend those years that fly by. Um. You know, just making fucking money or, or doing the thing that you love. And then when you turn 50, become a mad fucking alcoholic junkie. I think it's the way forward. Wait, you said when you hit 50 to become an alcoholic? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm, I'm about to become 50. Are you an alcoholic yet? No. no. Well, well, you're, well you, <laughs> I'm not smoking anymore. Right. I'm not, uh, you know, See, I drink this occasionally. Is, this is my sense. This is the sense, that my rationale of right, that. Right, right, right. Because you, when you get to fifty, and if you, if you his brothers wasted all that time that I wasted personally, like getting fucking high and drunk and all the bullshit we do, uh, if I had focused more when I first got here, then you know I wouldn't have to do some of the shit that I've had to do over the years, you know, and that, that'd be marvelous. And I could be, re- I could be retired now, but in my fucking mind drunk, high, stoned every fucking day. I'd have been great. But were you ever reckless? Reckless, attack. where it's like where it's like you got a big speech the next morning. Yeah, you got to act, and you get just shit faced till two in the morning. Um, I, I I'm going to say no. Fucking liar. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Fucking liar. I don't know how people do it. I can't I'm, do. I'm too stressed. You know what? I, you know what gets me hungover now? I, I just found out at Easter sugar. I had so much candy. I woke up the next day with a fucking hangover. The raven. The raven. Crazy ass Scotsman who fights and drinks like a fucking crazy man. And and I had some too much candy at Easter and I had a hangover the next day. It's the Never again. Of Never again. Never again. Was all, I actually said that. Never Have again. you ever, like, one time I got high. Actually, I got high once filming years ago because I had very few lines that day. So I kind of smoked a little joint. Worst. Not a good idea. I was so paranoid. I was like, what? Am I not doing it right? Am I I off? Am I off? What's the matter? Your energy is kind of low. You hit me. Yeah, I was paranoid. It's horrible. Have you done it too? I've done that. It's the worst thing. I did it doing Macbeth when I first started on on, on stage. On stage. It was fucking the worst experience. How do you get stoned before you do Macbeth? No, listen, there's a story behind it. We would be rehearsing, 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 and you know it was the first week. We'd got the first week under our belt. The Sitz Theatre, I think it was in Glasgow or, or whatever the fuck in Glasgow. So we're the weekend, and my friend shows up in my apartment, and he says, "Oh, I just got this amazing weed. It's called Skunk." And I thought, "Oh, you know, I'll try something." This is a long time ago, kids. Jesus. And I said, "I'll try something up. It's twelve o'clock. By seven o'clock, curtain up. I'll be fine." No, I smoked some of that. One o'clock, I'm still at my mind. Two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. Now you're getting, you're getting paranoid. Now I'm freaking out even more because it's getting closer to the curtain, and I'm just freaked out of my mind. And um, I, then all of a sudden, I'm on the stage. Macbeth, the dude, the dude, all the Shakespeare's flying. And you're about. still high. I'm high in my fucking mind. I can't, I can't. I want to. What am I? And then Macbeth turns to me, who, who waiteth at the door or some shit. <laughs> So who are you playing? I was playing Seton, Menteith. I played like four different characters. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, try that one. So I'm playing all these mad, crazy characters. And then he says, who, who knocketh on the door? <laughs> Which is not Shakespeare. <laughs> Who's that knocking on the door? 
And that's not, I, no, I know what it was. I, I, he, he says to me, well, who's knocking at the door? And I say, there's a couple of guys at the door, which is definitely not Shakespeare. <laughs> and Shakespeare, Shakespeare fans sit in the audience and they turn the pages. You see them with the books and you can hear that. That's not what he said. I said, he's just a couple of guys at the door. Anyway, boring story, but that's why you uh, shouldn't smoke marijuana, kids. Did uh, Robert Carlyle, who got you into acting, uh, into in stage and stuff, did he did he call you out after? Did he say, were you were you high? Did he say anything to <laughs> he you? He said he didn't get any left, probably. Do you have any on you? <laughs> did he have any on Bobby, you? Uh, Bobby Carlyle, I love that kid. That kid. You guys still man. talk? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a little uh, a little um, um, gap in, in, in our love but uh, yeah, he's, he's he's fantastic. I always found that to be just an interesting story because your life would have been completely different, right? My life was crazy. I I, I was working as a DJ. A DJ. What kind of music are you playing? And what year is it? Bring me back. Paint right, the picture. I'm 21 years old. I'm in Greece. I was DJing a little bit in Glasgow. Then I get I, I get offered this job in Greece. And I think perfect timing. So you're a good DJ to get offered things and like. Yeah, well, I think the ghetto liked me. The girl who, who was was getting married to the Greek guy who owned the, the bar restaurant play club that I was DJing in, in San, uh, uh, Santorini. Santorini? Oh, that's, no, that's an island. Well, Porta Rafti. That's where it was. Porta, Porta Rafti. Anyway, I get there in the nick of time because I had warrants out for my arrest, so I thought it was time to skip town anyway, so it was very handy. So I went there for six months, not for anything bad, just silly stuff. And I get there, and then after six months, I come back to Glasgow because I was in love with this girl at the time, which I wasn't five minutes off the train. I thought, what the hell am I doing back here? <laughs> and then I started DJing there, and the whole scene had changed to Acid and house music and all that kind of stuff. So I had to throw all my records away and then start again. So then I was now in the rave scene, uh, which just cropped up everywhere. You find an old warehouse, an old barn, and you put flyers out and thousands of people, you know, and they will come. What kind of music were you playing before the rave hit? Before that, I was kind of easy, clubby shit. Like who was your favorite bands back then? Who were you uh, listening to? I, I would say Psychedelic Force, Echo uh, the Body Man. Yeah! Uh, were you a Smiths fan? Smiths, yeah, kind of know. Morrissey always bugged the shit at me. He, but bugged, yeah. he bugs me now. I love Morrissey, but now he bugs me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, did. I used to love the Smiths a tad. The, the, the. The, the 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 yes that was always a good one for crowd pleaser that was always great. it's just hard to imagine you as a dj because now i look at you you're fun loving but i mean but you're, you play these dark characters and we just were talking about this right before we started talking on the <laughs> yeah. show but you were like you want to do something funny and you, you you might do something with reno 911 as possible right no well, well, that, that, well let's keep that under wraps but yeah wraps. hopefully i was speaking to kerry yesterday and uh yeah i'd love well, should we not mention that should i bleep that out I, I don't, it's fine it's all good i'm sure yeah. yeah it's fine but you might you might do something i didn't say you're doing something i'm in, you, you, I'm, I'm, in do, I'm doing the power thing let me finish my little story my little journey did i fuck your story up i was so no no, no 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 i just i just i i have i, I just thought about how bobby kalel came out of the conversation ah, the transition sorry Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Senolytic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. 
It's a product that I didn't, I, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take Qualia Synaletic, Neurohacker. Look, if someone would have told me, Ryan, that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. But uh, I tried Qualiacinolytic and the rest is history. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged feeling. Also known as zombie cells, they're old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And... You just take it two days a month. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. And Neurohacker Qualiacinolytic has a 100-day money-back guarantee. Oh, I have I have more energy. Uh, I feel younger. Uh, I'm more productive. I will tell you that. I'm more productive. And uh, I feel like I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about my life. I definitely feel that, and uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this, so that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside. Neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R. Neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp, when you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times, we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy... Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash inside inside of you is brought to you by neurohacker 
Qualia Synaletic. I just sent some of this to my mother and she's starting to notice the differences hmm. in herself. And, she, and because I noticed my mother was always had brain fog and, and she couldn't think clearly. And, and, you know, and, and I, I was like, well, this stuff works for me. And what's great is I didn't even, they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this. Um, have you heard of Synaletics yet? Well, listen, it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago. And they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello, associated with that middle age feeling, hello. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senoletic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And they must believe in their product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. Uh, I feel uh, more focused. Um, younger. I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senoletic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Sorry. And then the transition from DJing, and then I DJed until I was like 24, 25, and then uh, I went to a knife fight without a knife, and I ended up looking like this, and they put holes on me. How, how close were you to death? Dead. Deal. Time they got me to the hospital, I was I bled out. How many times did they stab you? I, I I'll leave that for my memoirs. Those those little beautiful details. Those, for your memoir, gosh, yeah, my memoir. But you had no idea that these they just attacked you. No, just, I, I yeah yeah. I were you mouthing them? No, they they told me they fucked up my brother. We done your brother was the comment, and that in Glasgow means he's done. He's he's over, and I lost my shit, and I slapped. Some fucker on myself, take all you guys outside. And I went outside, like, and I waited for them like a fucking idiot. And I knew they, they, they were told up. But anyway, they came out this fire exit and I went, bah! and then blah, 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 blah. By, your, by yourself. By myself with my trusty Heineken bottle, which was not very handy Jesus at all. Jesus Christ. That had been terrifying. And they just, oh, stop, stop, stop. And you, did you honestly, when you close your eyes, you're like, I'm dead now. This is my, the end of my life. I was so enraged. I remember that. I remember the pain of the knife going in. It that hurt. You could feel it. You weren't in shock. It, it, it hurt it just, that bad. It just, you just, your body just buckles. You, oh, and you just feel that, <sighs> everything coming out of you. And then he, cut, he tried to stab me twice, and I grabbed the blade, and it cut through my there all the way through to here. 
I'm pointing it in my thumb. Jesus so, Christ. And then the other guy was, yeah, it was just rip, rip, scat. Anyway, I got my back against the wall, kept kicking. And then um, I started walking. And then, anyway, I, I survived. They got me to hold. You survived. It, the story goes on and on. Right. But they got me there. And then like a time, whatever, brought me back to life. And then uh, Bobby Carlyle, when I got out of the hospital, Bobby kept seeing me and he said, Tommy, why why you keep doing this crazy world you're in? Why don't you try joining my theater company? Come and join Rainbow. How old are you? 25. Just turned 25. And uh, I'd never thought of acting in my life. Not for one second. I'd always loved movies. You know what I mean? What did you love? What, what, what inspired you? What did you, who, what actor did you? You love? know, the most bizarre thing was, was, uh, was Mad Max with Mel. Mel Gibson, Mad Max. Mad Max. Was I mean, I love De Niro and all that. But, but Mad Max was a badass. But it was a badass motherfucker. And then my first movie is Braveheart with Mel Gibson. It was one of those bizarre ones. So I did theater with I Bobby mean, for a couple of years. Braveheart comes to town. Patsy Pollock, casting director, sees a little bit of me. She comes to the theater and goes, get right, have them wrapped and clean and brought round to Mel tomorrow. So I go and see Mel and the rest is, uh, yeah. Uh, what, are your, what are your parents thinking when you said, yeah, I've decided not to DJ. I had this revelation. <laughs> I almost died. Carlisle comes in and says, I should be an actor. What, what are your, what's what, your mom what? thinking? Because I know your Thoughts, dad. Thoughts, mama. What did mom say? Well, my mom, um, she was uh, so relieved, I think, because, I mean, Glasgow is a tough, tough town, and she's just seen her son on his deathbed brought back to life with his face open, and, she, you know, she was horrified. Yeah. And she, I remember she came to visit me in the hospital. This is so fucking depressing. This, this, no, this is, I mean, this is real shit. This is like, this, it, well, it's real shit. And, and, but she came to see me in the hospital. And I remember lying there. It was day one. And they've got me the morphine thing, do, 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 which was mob. Here's my sound effect because I, I was on morphine pump before. That's the very fella. It's so good. <laughs> so much fun. Don't do it, kids. Don't do it. Get damaged first, then fentanyl. Fentanyl is what you want. No, I'm kidding. Get stay away from all that. <laughs> stay away, stay away from all that shit. That is all bullshit. But, but she anyway, saw you there. But she saw me there, and I remember thinking, "Oh my god, why? Why is she being so strong? Why? why? I mean, not strong. I thought well, she doesn't seem to care. I, I remember thinking, nah, I can't be that bad because I hadn't seen myself. Obviously, right? Can't be that bad. And she's tucking the bed, and there's friends all around me. I've got like a million flowers. I look like fucking Liberace with the amount of roses I've got. <laughs> So my mom's, and I've, then, then she leaves. And then years later, months later, years later, let's say, my friend said to me, you know, when your mom left, she collapsed in the elevator. So she's been so strong for me, you know? Wow. So when I finally stepped onto the boards and, and she came to see me and, uh, I mean, she knew I was shite at first, but <laughs> she knew there was potential there. <laughs> and she used to always tell me, yeah, you're pretty good son, pretty good son, pretty good son. And then always fight. supportive. Always really supportive. Did all your siblings come to see the plays? Yeah, it was kind of. Kind of. What does yeah. that mean? Well. They slept yeah. through it? It's probably, yeah, they, you know, <laughs> under duress, get there, or you got beaten. But no, they, uh, they, they would, I've got two brothers and two sisters, and they would kind of show up occasionally to my performances. But they supported you? They all support me to this day. What was the first play you did? At Conquest of the South Pole, it was called by... Oh, God, my memories. But a big role? 
No, it was just us. Just to get you going. Just to just to get me the feel of the stage. Were you nervous on I'm stage? I'm terrified. Right. And I, I remember sat in this oil drum and when I at the backstage, I've never done it in rehearsal. And I'm so, everyone's on stage at the opening. The curtain goes up, everyone's on stage. And it's a kind of like desolate fucking ravaged place. And I'm on this oil drum. And when I sit on it, the metal goes down, you know, depresses sort of thing. And I think, oh my God, I stand up. This thing's going to go doing behind me. <laughs> and sure as fucking sugar nuts. <laughs> I got it's my cue, and I got off this oil drum and boing right behind me, and every head, boom, is, every eyeball is on me, and I'm standing there, freaked out of my mind, and I ran up, and not ran up, I did run up, I think, run up to the, the, the main actor, the, Sandy Morton, it was, and I say my line, do 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 do, and then I run off stage, and I remember standing backstage going, Wah! shitting myself. But you, from that moment, you still had like you wanted it. You wanted it to be better. You wanted. I, that you was, found something yeah. that you just it scared the shit out of you. But it was a good fear. You know it was I mean? a good fear. It was a fear that I liked and I wanted to pursue it and I wanted to be the best I could at it. And Did you need to hear affirmation? Did you need to hear who was it that constantly said, "Hey, you got something. There's something here. You're good. Good job." Who just Glasgow is great for that because they never give you that great confirmation. It's like you get that. That was all right. That's it. And that's pure love. That's love. That's all and right. And you get that. You know what? You get pretty, you know what, kid? You got presents. I'll give you that. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, I'm doing something. Because they'll tell you they're shite. They're a tough audience and a tough, you know, so. When did you think, I'm fucking, I'm good. I'm I, good. I still don't. I, I'm still fucking, I'm still that guy that runs off the stage. Are you kidding me? I don't think that ever goes away, does it? Do you still think, you know, when you do stuff, you're like, fuck, I hope that's good. Yeah, you, I, I you have confidence, or do you hide it? Do you think that you you play tough guys a lot of times? You have to have this confidence. Do you think it's like the, you have to have this false bravado? Do you think that you go into it confidently, or do you kind of like just say, "I hope they buy that. I hope I look tough enough." I, I, I hope I go in it with uh, with a lot of history. Growing up where I grew up, I I I, I just think of certain people that I grew up with are who i knew back in the day and i remember the fear when you meet some people you've been i remember being in a room with certain people who wouldn't say a single word but their silence was the most terrifying thing and then the only time they'd ever have a, they'd speak up in conversation and violence was mentioned oh yeah i remember the time uh, i cut off uh wee willie's fingers <laughs> and stuck him up his nose and put him in his ears you know something weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any kind of creep. yeah but so you I, remembered certain people from the past. I remember, past. I, I always draw on people from the past. And uh, yeah, because, you know, I grew up in tough places, but I was never, you know, I, I, you know, I, I could throw my hands about all that nonsense, but, but it is all nonsense. Do you think after you, 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 like, you face death like you did, like you're on your deathbed, does that make you, I mean, it probably does, probably a stupid question, but does it make you stronger? Do you feel like I'm not scared of anybody now? I'm not scared of anything because I've been so close? You know, what it, you know what it makes you? It makes you, it makes you, uh, it makes you recognize fear. And where I grew up, you never show fear. To show fear is to show weakness. What it made me do was it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be afraid that you just nearly died by the hands of five fucking psychopaths with knives. It's okay to be afraid of that. And that took me a minute. And when I 
I've never had this conversation before. And when I had that moment of revelation, what you want to call it, um, it cleared the way for me. And like, it's okay. It's okay. You can be afraid. It's okay to wow. be afraid. And, I, and then, then- It was a relief. It was such a relief. And then I could take anything on because it's okay. And then if you failed, it's okay to fucking fail. Just keep going. You just got to, you know. Inside of You is brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And look, hair thinning impacts a lot of us, myself included. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol helps support hair growth from within by targeting possible key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and even metabolism. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp as menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many possible root causes at play and Nutrafol helps address them through a multi-targeted whole body approach. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical study, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific possible root causes. With Nutrafol, getting help building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You could see results in three to six months. Take the first step to help you see visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code INSIDE. Find out why 4,500 professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Com, promo code inside that's neutrafall.com promo code inside inside of you is brought to you by factor i love factor meals ryan do you know this yes why do you know this because i've seen them in your fridge and you've offered me some and you've had them and i've had them and you love them i do because i asked you every time mm -hmm. um look i spent an enormous amount of money using delivery services for food or going grocery shopping and never eating the food that i buy or too many leftovers and it's just i waste so much money and you know factor meals has really changed my life in a lot of ways because they have so many different meals like 35 different meals more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week and it takes just two minutes so it doesn't matter how busy you are it's two minutes to cook this stuff you always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. And that's what Factor does. Um, 
I, I, I just can't get over all the things they have, like filet mignon, shrimp, blackened salmon, um, their breakfast items, everything, dessert. It's it's perfect for my lifestyle, and I think it's perfect for a lot of lifestyles. Um, yeah, you can crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Warm, sunnier days are calling, Michael. Well, yes, they are. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. It's pretty incredible. Head to factormeals.com slash inside50 and use code inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code inside50 at factormeals.com slash inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor Meals. Yeah, yeah, do you... uh would you nowadays walk away from a fight if somebody picked a fight with you would you walk <laughs> away if somebody told you to fuck off i probably wouldn't you probably fight oh uh, i no. I, god damn i, I, like I mean we're, we're getting old to the point where no, like, I, I, if, if i was physically stronger i, I would <laughs> you're like, not I strong mean, you look strong yeah but you know you, you know you've got you know it's quite, quite yeah i would walk i would prefer <laughs> to walk away i would much prefer to walk away but i i do have a mouth on me at times, I do have a mouth. Does it still happen every once in a while? Where somebody says something yeah, to well, you? Yeah, we, you know, I, I, I kind of live in a bubble now. You know, I live in fucking, you know, you know, out there, and so you know, there's not really any Malibu tough guys kicking around. So, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm a safe zone at the moment. Oh, but um, no, nah, I don't think so. There's no point. There's just no point. There's just I, I, I'm not about the hate and revenge thing anymore. It's just you know, it, it screwed me up for a lot of years. After this as well. I mean, I came here in '90s. I did Braveheart, and they all said you should come to California, meet some people. So, so he liked you. He took you under his wing in a way. I was only supposed to be on Braveheart for two weeks. This bridegroom they didn't have a fucking name. The bridegroom, and I was supposed to get killed. And, and yeah, because you're everywhere in that movie. Yeah. He then Mel said, "No, no, we're keeping him." So. I was four weeks in Scotland, and I thought, then they were moving to Ireland for five months. So I'm like, so what the fuck? So I got up to the production. I said, so what am I doing here? I was only supposed to be here for two weeks. Now it's four. Now you guys are going to Ireland. I'm curious. Am I going with you? Hold on a second. I checked the script. He's flipping through the script. He gets to scene 200 and something. Oh, no, you're here, Tommy. I went, oh, okay, great. Six <laughs> months. Six months I was on that movie. Six months. Was it one of the best moments of your life? The t- best time uh, of your life? It was the greatest. Well, what greatest. about it was so great? Hey, it was your first movie. My first movie, and it was it won six Oscars. And I mean, you come knew, on, you knew it was an epic. I'm sitting on the battlefield with uh, Mel Gibson's brother Donald, without the D. <laughs> Donald without the D. I told he tells that story. He told his name was Donald without the D, and the girl said, "Oh, Arnold." No, Donald without the. Never mind. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sitting on this hill with Donald without the D. And uh, he, I'm just sitting there going, watching this battle scenes. I mean, it was no scene. It was a little, very, very little CGI back then. 
And it's just thousands of extras. It's the Irish army, the Irish volunteer army. I want to kill people. Oh, I'm going to kill you. I'm right, going to right. eat you. And just charging each other to the point where Mel's like, you know what, guys? It's a fucking movie. We don't want anyone to die. So, But just watching it was just this epic thing. You just knew it was going to be huge. But it's got to be tough going from one of the best movies ever made to then continuing your career because <laughs> usually it's like you do a shitty movie i did this piece of shit followed by another piece of shit followed by hey you were good in that piece of shit yeah. and then we oh that's a good one and there's another yeah. but to go from you were in the one of the best movies ever made and then what was the next thing you did the next thing was uh, the saint well, that was good <laughs> philip noise <It> <laughs> another the, the, good the, one the, the, the game another good Fincher. one well little parts but you know it was still something and then I think it was Gladiator was next. Jesus. Which is another one I was supposed to be on for a short period. Then Russell, Russell tells this story. Then Russell and Ridley had the conversation. Oh, let's keep this kid around. He's, Why is it? What is it about you? Tom? It's my fabulous talent and fucking magnetic what, I mean, charisma. Is it people, they, they, what, what do you think Mel thought when he met you? Are you just, I mean, maybe what I see is just a really likable, fun guy to have around who's actually ta really talented. Yeah. Plus I think, you know, we live in such a, we work in such an insecure fucking business i mean oh. i mean i mean my god if, if you, you want to become an actor then good luck stick with it but it's so fucking it's so, <laughs> it soul so inviting it's so soul destroying it's soul destroying it, it's fucking it's just humiliating at times and all these other things yeah, so. yeah. but um but what is it they, they maybe you think that they had a liking to you that they felt better when you were on set they liked having you around I don't know, really. I don't know. I, Are you friends with them to this day? I am, yeah. I still talk with Russell. I still talk with Melvis. Um, Ridley, I've got tons of love for. He's just. You talk to Ridley? I haven't spoken to Ridley in a while now. I have to say, it's been a long time since so I spoke to Ridley, but I love the man to death. He's, he's great. But what was it like on like a movie like Gladiator? Again, intense. It, it was incredible. My my first day is. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I get to Malta and. I walk onto this huge, huge set. It's like Rome. They built fucking Rome, and there's hyenas and giraffes and tigers and lions and all coming parading down the street. Huge big crane swooping in, and okay, Tommy, we need you. And I'm like, huh? Hey, what, what? And remember, I didn't have any training. I well, you did some theater. I did. <laughs> It's some theater. theater. There's some theater. That's training, isn't that, it? Which was great for the acting thing. But as far as filming went, right? I you, just, you, I just sat there and watched. You know, I would hang out at Video Village and watch it. What's that? What's that doing? And ask questions. And Maybe that's what was so great. Maybe the fact that you weren't so aware, so aware of yourself that you could be more free and you could and almost theatrically in a lot of ways. I like never, you never thought about yeah, the camera. I never saw it as a career. I always waited for it. I, I was always thinking, okay, this is my last moment ever. Not, not like in, in a depressed way. I just thought, okay, this is fun. Let's see where it goes. And it just kept going and going and going. Is that still how you feel? Or at this point, you finally go, hey. No, no, that's my job now. That's just, uh, that's just what I but do. But how long did it take before you said, okay, I'm an actor? Because it took me quite a while before I, I thought that. Oh, God, it takes so long, doesn't it? It does take a long you time. you feel, because you're working with these amazing people and you think, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. And you think, but, but you know what? You just have to accept this is what I do. And this is, yeah, it took me a long time. It took me years. I would say, God, 
probably even after Braveheart, I was still floundering, trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing. Really? You weren't sure if you were yeah, still- Yeah, I wasn't sure. But the thing was, I, also, I wasn't, um, I didn't want to ask anyone. I just assumed, they all assumed that I knew what I was doing, but I didn't have a fucking clue. So you're like, why do they keep casting me? Why do they keep giving me? You, I don't know what I'm doing here. Do you watch yourself? No, never. No, well, ne I, I said the show I'm doing right now is Power Four Force. Power Four Force, Force. on Stars. On Stars, it's the Fifty Cent Courtney Kemp um, uh, Power Universe. You watch that? I just I, we just finished the first season, and I love Joseph Sakura. Honestly, he's one of the best, if not the actor i've ever worked with maybe the best maybe very close to it wow Fact, I've got, yeah he's fucking i'm telling you joseph sakura is one of the most underestimated actors of our time this guy he's just so good another guy michael soccer who's also brilliant anyway they elevate you I diverse and to watch these guys i love it and i want to be and i like to play in that arena i want to oh, come on let's let's go for it and i love it now it makes you better doesn't it, it makes you so it's like when better. you're playing you know, I play pickup sports. Like, I'll play pickup hockey. And if I'm out there with a bunch of other old guys like me, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I don't. But when there's great players playing against you, like sometimes the pro, some pros play on their off season, it elevates you. It makes you want to be better. It excites you. Exactly. You know? It really does. It's just exciting. I love it. Do I you know. still, honest to God, don't lie to me, do you get nervous? I get terrified. You still get nervous when yes. you ask. Yes, 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 yes. Every time. Every time, bro. Not every take, but usually no, to get you going. Once, once, once I'm in, once I'm in it, I'm fine. But just that walk from the trailer to the fucking stage and, and then get that first line out, especially that first day. Oh, my God. It's the worst. Yeah, why is it? I don't Maybe it's. You want everybody to go, okay, he's here for a reason. The director's like, yeah, Tommy's here. He's good. Everybody's good. Like, okay, now I can stop yeah. being so afraid. And you get that, and it, that's wonderful. But at the same time, they're just saying that. It's so it's crazy. The, the it's it's such a mind mind. fuck. It's, it's a mind fuck. Who sure. runs lines with you? Oh, God, that was a problem. Last season, I was um, the COVID bubble. So I, it was really hard. I was FaceTiming my wife and running lines and stuff. Really? Which doesn't really work. You need to have <laughs> someone in the room you can throw a script at or scream at or right. whatever, you know, as in character sort of thing. But right? it was just to memorize lines. Just to memorize the lines, just to get them in there. But it wasn't, for some reason, it wasn't sticking with me, you know? We were talking before, we, we didn't really elaborate on this, but you want you want to do more comedy? Comedy, I like, yeah, come on. What do you want to do? Like, what would, what would you're you- You're one of the moniest, funniest, moniest. I'm not that you funny. Are money. You're funny. You are the moniest yeah, See, that's just why, this is, that, here we go, back to not knowing <laughs> what we are and how, how good we are. You're fucking hilarious. The reason I'm doing this show <laughs> is because you're so fucking cool. But we're getting deep. We got I some know, deep shit deep, I like right up inside. Right son. up inside right. you, son. Right up inside you, son. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan loves this. Ryan's, Ryan's over there. Yeah. He's not on camera. What? No. What? You're enjoying this. I'm enjoying this, yeah. Isn't oh. that fun? He's got such a great personality. It, it's it's great. <laughs> it is. You've got, you know, you just you can you can tell stories. That's what I like, is you can tell stories. And when you tell them, I'm there. Right. I'm there. See, my 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 great grandfather, Charlie Riley, was a merchant seaman. Nothing to do with sperm. <laughs> traveling the oceans, you fuckers. <laughs> merchant seaman. And he uh he lived he was ninety six years old. Usual story, smoked cigarettes every day, drank whiskey every day, did it. But he because he traveled the world 
when he kind of retired in his life, he would go from town to town in Ireland and he would tell stories in different bars and everyone would buy him drinks and he would sit and tell his tales. I was in Hong Kong, I was here, you know, just a storyteller. So maybe that's... So that's how you get it? That's where you get maybe it? Maybe that's where the shenanigans comes from. I don't know, maybe, maybe. So what, when we're talking, like, what, like, who would you like to work with? Like a Judd Apatow movie? Like a, like a Jim Carrey movie? A Will Ferrell movie? Would you do something like that? All of those guys, 100%. Yeah. Adam Sandler asked you to do a movie. Would you do it? Sure, absolutely. You'd do something crazy and stupid? Do something nuts. And cra- I mean, why not? Because, I mean, I know I get nervous and stuff, but I think that's another... Uh, motivator. Motivator. And another another barrier to kick down. That I can go out there and just be a goofy fucker. Right. And, which is great. That's what Just you to lose yourself and be stupid, and then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? End of the day, it's not fucking saving curing cancer or any bullshit it's just having a giggle could you do anything else do you think from if, the, no if it wasn't acting no is there anything else you could do besides could, djing go back to dj back to djing maybe some armed robbery or uh <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> um i don't I, I don't know i think uh no this is what this is what I do. Now. This is it. This is it. You couldn't imagine producing, obviously, but that's a, do you producing. have do you have to work? Do you feel like you have to constantly be busy, constantly filming, or you'll go crazy? I do. Yeah, you do. I, I is do. that a, is that a healthy thing? I don't think so because I mean I I've done some shite. I mean <laughs> I, I mean let's face it. I've had I've, we've all done it. We, we, well, you know you have to. It's just sometimes. How do just, you? But how do you? If you're doing shite, you know it's shite. But I don't believe it's shit at the time. At the time, I, I have so much love for what I do, but, and uh, I never, I never, I've never call it in. That's because that's ridiculous. But I'll go there and go about give it a hundred percent, and you just hope that everything falls into place. And yeah, you know, have you ever done shite and knew it was shite while you're filming the shite? Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> the shite trail, the shite trail, the and- shite. And I know, uh, yeah, I have. Fuck yeah. Oh God, it's not a good feeling. But you have to kind of convince yourself it's all good. Or you don't trust the director. Oh, when he, oh there's a couple of directors I could have kicked up and doing the fucking set. Yeah. Or you're just like, God, what In this- fact, I did chase a certain director one time. Really? Yeah. What happened? Oh, he annoyed me. What What did he do? It was a big, I had to kick this door open. And it was quite a big feature, this thing. Pretty big. And uh, I, I, I had to kick this door open. And it, it was set a certain way that the door handle should fly off and I had to kick it a certain way and whatever bullshit. And I kicked it and next minute, it's fucking, he'd already be getting my nerves, this guy. And um, <laughs> they actually went, oh, God damn it, son of a fucking bitch! And throws his little monitor down. And I went, Wah! and I went chasing after him around the set. You chased, they had to I, stop I, you. I chased him, they kind of stopped me. He said, Tommy, Tommy, come on, he's just, just been Was he scared? Well, he, 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 yeah, he you know, left the building rapidly. Boom. Do you know that happened to me once? Where, uh, I mean, I don't think I would have connected with the guy. Excuse me, I interrupt you, but I wouldn't have. I just wanted to get in his face and say, you little shite, you told me to do it this way, and this is the fifth time we've done it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, you know? right. But he was. And you're being a little baby about it. And you're being a baby, and I am and I do seem a bit. And then he embarrasses you in front of the crew. It's like fucking. That's the, what that, it was. I don't like that. I was embarrassed once in front yeah. of the crew, and it had nothing to do with me. The guy was upset because he was late, he was behind, and he just looked at me and goes, you're fucking me right now. You're fucking my day. Oh. And he was, he was so, if he was right, I would have said, 
Sorry. Sorry. My yeah, bad. My but bad, he was yes. so wrong that I was enraged. I, I remember the take. The AD goes, Rosie, we're shooting. We're shooting now. Rolling, rolling, rolling. It's a big crane shot that comes up to me and it passes so-and-so, uh, this girl, and comes to me and I go, fuck it. And I just, right? I mean, that was my, it wasn't my line. Obviously, I just go, fuck it. And I just beelined and they stop me. I go, you, don't you ever fuck it. Yeah, I, I lost it. Yeah. And, and uh, he eventually came to the trailer and I go, look, man. You can never fucking talk to someone like that again. No, you can't do that. And you were wrong. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, that uh, Tom Arnold, you know, Tom Arnold. Of course. Tom was on, we had Tom doing a little study. Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Of, yeah. Sons of, um, yeah. So he was working with Schwarzenegger on, uh, not, what was that movie with, uh, what's her name? With uh, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. True, true Lies. True Lies. He was doing True Lies. How do I know? And James Cameron what? comes up to Schwarzenegger in the same fashion and says, you are fucking me. Something like that. You're fucking me. You are fucking me right now. Because he's late on set. And uh, he walks away. And Tom goes, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. What, what, I can't believe you let him talk to you like that. Why didn't you kick his ass? He goes, because he was right. <laughs> and that's what, that's what it was. When the but, director's right, but when he's yeah. wrong, yeah, you have to you have to kind of stand up for yourself, and you know, and it's yeah, whatever. My, this director in particular was was very wrong that day. Yeah, and he did embarrass <laughs> me in front of people. Did he apologize? No, we never spoke. Everything was communicated after that. For how long? For the whole fucking shoot. How long after? How long was About that? A month left. I think. A month left. Was that uncomfortable? No, I, I didn't like him anyway, so it was good for me. Just, just get me. What, what do you want? Okay, done. And, then, and the movie wasn't didn't turn out well. The movie was shit. Were you good at least? No, I haven't even never seen it to be honest. Maybe it's not shit. Maybe no, it can't must be shit. Let me do any fucking yeah, money. You, you don't want to... I've never seen it. By the way, you have you still have a lot of hair left. I've got beautiful hair. I you have, have good mane, hair. A mean. You know what's funny is I just went to the the hairstylist, the hair dry, the the hair cutter, the barber. <laughs> Scooby Barber. Fuck. It's been a long pandemic. It's been a long, a long pandemic. Pandemic. No, no, That's why I'm my guy. He, my guy, he's go. fantastic. Nathan, I love you if you're listening. He was looking and he just says, you know, you have this just little area that's thinning. And it's just, you know. Um, Fuck you, Nathan. Fuck that. Nathan. No, he just says, honestly, all you do is get the foam Rogaine or whatever you use, hymns, and you just like put a little foam in it every day and let it, and that's it. Just a little dot right here. And it kind of bothered me, not him, because he was honest and it was like, he's helping me, but I'm about to turn 50. And I thought, of course, now I'm going to start losing my hair. Now it's going to all start falling no, apart. Because no, you're 56. I'm 56. How are your 50s? Be honest. Be honest. Pain any, well, you know what? The, life begins in your 50s. You, you, you throw so much shit, so much clutter is going on up here that you can finally say, get the fuck away from me and just become 50 and there's nothing it's, it's cool but also all those aches whether sports aches and pains or from fucking street fighting or whatever the hell you did in your previous lives uh they all come back every lump bump sprain and strain comes back to say hi did you forget everybody hey look at your knees elbows fingers everything Have it. fucking thing yeah but the hair was because of covid <laughs> I, 2020, I didn't leave my property, not once, not one day, all the way from September 2019, then they shut everything down in March. The September to March was was my dear. Right. I wanted to spend some time with my baby daughter. 
How old is your daughter now? She's turned 10. 10. She's incredible. Does she want to be an she's actress? She's so funny. She's, she wants to save every animal on the planet. Ah, oh, I love it. My place is called Flanagan's Ark. We have so many fucking animals. How many animals do you have? We have five horses, a donkey, a mule, a miniature. We have, I don't know how many chickens. We have four dogs, a parrot, a cat. A, a parrot? What? A, a what? parrot. A parrot. 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 Hey, a parrot. A parrot. My American parrot. It's, it's a, a parrot. It's a parrot. It's a parrot. Apparently. So, wow. yeah, it's so Flanagan's Ark. And there's more incoming, I believe. So, you, is it because of your daughter? But I love animals as well. I have to admit. But, you do. Uh, but my daughter's just, she's crazy for animals. But she she doesn't know what she's doing. She's got an amazing sense of humor. Yeah, you know, she's uh, like I bought that. I'm, I'm working out right now for for season two of uh, Power Four Force. Power Four Kids. Force with Tommy Flanagan. Dun dun dun, Walter Flynn, what a character! <laughs> and I bought this little bucket hat, you know, for when I'm cycling yeah. to keep the sun off the old mane, right? And face. And my, I picked my daughter up from school. Said, "Daddy, why did you get out of the car wearing that hat?" I said, "I was working out, honey." Please don't wear that hat ever again when you come to my school. <laughs> and then she tried. I was like, no, no. And then I, started, I just, I was sleeping in it. I wouldn't take it off. We're having dinner everywhere we went. I had this fucking hat on. I just wouldn't take it off. It's driving her crazy. And she kept trying to pull it off and do it. And then she tried to do the reverse psychology on me. You know what? Actually, it's really cool on you, Danny. It's super cool. You should wear that all the time. And I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, I've right. done that one, honey. Yeah. I know that one. Do you feel like uh, with, you know, being married, having a 10-year-old daughter, do you feel like now at your age you're thinking, I'd like to just kind of work in L.A. if possible, unless it's something that I can't miss up? I mean, do you, do you or you're like, fuck, I'll go anywhere. Let's no, go. no, I can't. I, I, it's not fuck, I'll go. Those days are over. Since my daughter was born, I just want to be home. Home. As much I want, as you to, can. I want to work as close to home as possible. I mean, I mean, I'm only in Chicago. I'll be in Chicago for the next while. Right maybe four or five years, whatever, that's, as long as the show goes. And it will go because it's great. But um, but that's that's quite an easy one. But I'd love to work. I, you know, I had I had the luxury of Sons of Anarchy for seven years when my daughter was first born. So, you know, I go to work in the morning. I could come home at night, which was fantastic. Are you still close with those guys from Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, that's a friendship that they all stay, you know. That's not going anywhere. I saw Charlie not long ago. I see Boone a lot. I see Kim. See Theo, yeah, we always bump in. Perlman, Perlman, oh, the Pearl, I love the Pearl. Was he fun to work with? He's the best. He's such a sweetheart, and he's so he's such a beautiful human being. And I love his politics, and he's so eloquent. And he's just, he's just, he's just a beautiful man. You ever work with any actors where you're just like, I can't wait till this fucking ends. I can't stand this fucking woman or man or whoever. God, without we, saying, we, we need to start naming names though. I think we just start. I think we just start naming motherfuckers. Should we? Shall just we? Just call them out. I don't think so. I, okay, I mean, for out. you, you'll probably. Here's what, what I don't give a fuck. You won't give a fuck. You'll <laughs> say it, and then you'll call me. You know, Rosie. Fuck. We probably should bleep it. No, uh, I have. Oh fuck! There's one guy. Oh god. How bad was he? And what made him bad to work with? Bad because he was. He was so. He's so. Uh, he's so full of himself for a start. And the most talentless fucking actor I've ever seen in my life. And yet he's huge. He's huge. And he makes so much fucking money and he does all these fucking nonstop movies. And it's just. I and it, it's, it's agonizing. And I think, good luck to you, son. I'm happy you have a career, 
but you are a horrible fucking human being. The one I met anyway. What was long what time. was it that makes up someone a horrible human being? The way he treated the crew uh, as if they were fucking peasants, peasants or some shit, you know. And it was just just galled me. And I just I had to, I had to pull him up and say, you know what? You don't take to speak to other human beings like that. You just fucking don't. And, and what he, he said to you? Oh, I was just joking, Tommy. I was just joking. You know who you are, motherfucker. You were just joking. So that was it. You had to work with him for a while? I had a whole movie to do. This is like day two or something. In the Jesus. middle of fucking nowhere. But anyway, that was all right. We, we, we figured it out. Yeah, I've had to work with people. There's been a few that I just like, I just, I just feel like, oh, I can't. They care just so much about themselves. Uh, why? I don't know. It's just like, it's about only about them. It's they're manipulative. I've I've had that, and you just have to you have to just somehow turn. You have to eye. come together as a little community or a family, whatever you want to call it, because because it, it's there on the screen when yeah, it's all said yeah. and done. It, there it is on the screen. You see the connection, the chemistry, whatever you want to call it, and yeah, you have to. Every single person has to be equally. You want to say the name so badly. I won't. I, I won't really let you. want to. Say I that. won't let you. I know. Thank you, Rosie. Yeah. Um, this is called Shit Talking with Tommy Flanagan. These are from fans. These are my patrons. Should it be Shite Talking this time? Shite. It should be Shite Talking. Shite Talking with Tommy. That man needs a raise. You fucking do. He speaks fluent Flanagan right away. Shite Talking with Tommy Flanagan. Shite Talking with Tommy Flanagan. And this is from my lovable patrons. My patrons, they give back to the podcast in many ways. Patreon.com slash inside of you. Thanks for the support. We love you. These are the questions. And then they could be fast, however you want to rapid fire. Let's you can go, answer baby. them out. Uh, David H. says, holy cow, you are truly an icon. What character have you played that you would say is most like you, if any? If any. The character I'm playing right now is there but the grace of God go I. Power four. Power four. Force. Force. Walter Flynn. Walter Flynn. Walter Flynn. Stars. Bum. Stars. Get your Stars. With Joseph Sikora, 50 Cent, Courtney Kemp. Anyway, I'm not plugging. I love yes. it. It's great. It's such a, but it's that's a great close show. to you. Like, it's a character that... He, he, he's, a, he's a mishmash of a lot of uh, characters I grew up with. And if uh, if I'd continued continued on a certain road, maybe I'd have been there. Who knows? Haunted underscore John. What was it like preparing for the role of Tulloch? Preparing for... Uh, Guardians I, of the Galaxy 2, and how much of that was you? I smoked cigarettes with sparkles and then we, with me. then we screamed in front of the camera. <laughs> uh, so that was our prep. Uh, James Gunn. We love James. We love James. We fucking love James. We had big Jeff there, Steve G, oh, a.k.a. Yeah. Jeff. Love him. You were there. Fucking love you. So Chris the, Sullivan. Chris, big Chris. I uh, saw, saw him the other day in Santa Monica. Bless his heart. So anyway, yeah, there wasn't a lot of prep for me. I mean, I got the... the, the, the so it's like fucking everything's under lock and key. I got my dialogue the night before, and then when they sent it to me, I was like, I ain't fucking doing this. Really? <laughs> and I flew down to see James, and James was like, Come on, you gotta do it. Da, da, da. So okay, and we figured it out. And then then I turned up one set, and I've got my weird teeth and my dreadlocks in. And did you like that process of getting all that makeup on, or do you not like it? I I didn't mind it at that time because uh, was it was it Cami? What's her name? Oh, I'm sorry, the makeup name. artist. Yeah, the hair, Camille. Camille was so wonderful. I spent a lot of time because of dreadlocks and shit, and she was great. And the whole, anyway, they were all great in there, and I loved it. And yeah, 
it was nice. It was nice. I get a little claustrophobic with prosthetics and things. I don't. Horrible, I, yeah. I don't. I don't like that stuff. Yeah. I, you know, thank God I just had to do CGI dots on my you face. Those sparkles, Fucking lucky baby. sparkles. That's where the name Sparkle comes from. <laughs> sparkles. Kids. Sparkles. Are you gonna call me Sparkles from now on, Ryan? I mean, now. Steph A. Steph A. Steph A. Was it emotionally or mentally draining being in Sons of Anarchy? It just looks like a lot of work. Yes. You know, because this fictional brotherhood became, a, became this real brotherhood. And we lived on that fucking set. We, we, we rode our bikes to work in the morning, and then we would, in the evening, and then we'd ride our bicycle. We smoked cigarettes, and then we'd ride our <laughs> motorcycles home. Yeah, we, we kind of lived that for, for, for seven years. So it, it was, yeah, a lot of what you saw up on the screen like I was saying earlier, you have to have that camaraderie and everyone has to be treated equal and, yeah. and then it shows up on the screen. I think that's why, a lot of reason why Sons of Anarchy was successful. Yeah. There was yeah. A, I always like to know the crew right away. Love get it. some names, especially the people like, you know, everyone's important. But the people that you're interacting with constantly, I want to know their names. I have Fuck to. Yeah. You can't go a month and then go, well, what's your name? What's your name? Help me every day. It's just, it's just fucking, fucking wrong. wrong. They're, yeah. they're, it's your family. Yeah. You see these people more family. than you see your family. Yeah. You know? And you, I mean, you don't have to continue after the show, but when you're, no. in, the, when you're in the fucking thick of it, then get it done and get some love. It ain't difficult. Leanne, any cool stories, memories from the Braveheart? We talked, but were there any memories that you have with Mel Gibson, working with Mel? I remember MTV. Oh, wow. What, what, that one just popped in there. <laughs> Mel was always up to his, his, he always had tricks going on and pulling gags. He's just that kind of guy, just fun, fun, fun. Try to keep the, the set light. And the MTV, I showed how long ago this shit was, they were they were interviewing him. And I snuck up behind him and I tied a, I was shh, to the interviewer. And I tied a piece of string to the back of his costume. And then I tied it to a trash can full of dinner plates and bullshit and it's just lunch leftovers. Then I got around in front of him and I said, Mel, Mel, they need you on set. He said, sorry, we need to cut this interview. And he came running towards me and the bag was this whole trash can dragging behind him, which he is <laughs> back to the MTV, but give me the fucking tape. He's <laughs> a big swimming with cameras with the tapes. Was he pissed? Uh, no, no, he was loving it. He's a Flanagan, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Take the tape. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot of that going on in that set. There was so much of that crazy shit going on in that set. Really? So he was able as I a, spent a whole hour just talking about that. Were you, is it mind-boggling watching someone direct such a huge movie, act as a lead role, and still be fun? And, and It was incredible. I, I mean, the guy, the, the, you know the big scene when he rides up and down, Sons of Scotland, he's dying in your beds and all that big thing. Mel was riding back and, cross, back and forth on the battlefield all day long giving the English their direction, giving the Scots, I mean, thousands of extras. John Toll, the DP, says, Mel, this is your big thing. Oh, okay. Jumps on his horse, rides up and down, three takes, done. And it's one of the greatest fucking takes of all time. And the only reason he did three was because it was a problem with the camera up, up top. But three takes and he's done. Okay, that's it. And there's a brilliant scene. He's up and doing it on and on and Wow. I mean, he did a couple of close-ups and say that's a thing, but basically that was it. It was incredible. That's I watched him do the whole thing, and I was right behind him on my horse. People know Scottish, and but I was so dumb I didn't realize that it was a <laughs> frame was there. So I just see me doing from there. If I hadn't been a bit smart like I am now, would I just tell we couple of steps forward and I would have been in shot. 
But with it, I know. So, uh, Eva H. Loved you in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, pretty much, she's saying, were you shocked how bloody the end was? I, I can't remember. What was, what was the end? What, I don't know. What, I felt noise. What, what happened? There was a bloody ending. Was it? It was a really... She says, ultimately... Uh, the characters were getting away comparatively easy for a long time on the show, but were you shocked how bloody the end was with the characters, I guess? Oh, you mean, I don't know. I Did people die? I, fuck, I don't know. I've never seen it. You don't watch it? I've never seen Sons of Anarchy. You've never seen Sons of Anarchy? No. I, I, I saw, and you did seven seasons? Seven seasons. I've saw bits, but I've never watched the whole thing. I mean, I, I'd go to the premiere because, you know, because that's what you do, isn't it? But... <laughs> but <laughs> Begrudgingly, I have to ask because <laughs> that's what you do. Because uh, and but I never watched the show because we were living that. Like I said earlier, we were living that bullshit. So I never really saw a re. I mean, I watched for vanity reasons, see how I was looking because when I started the show, I was a fucking mess, and then I kind of got all healthy. Season two or three. What or do you whatever. mean you were a mess? Uh, I just I was in the doldrums for a minute. Just I didn't well, know what I was doing next, and. Uh, my boy John Linson, who's the, the exec producer, uh, original creator of the show, uh, he also, he's also does Yellowstone and 1883 with um, what's his name, yeah. Taylor Sheridan. So John's a brilliant, brilliant guy. He's one of my dearest, dearest friends. My dearest friend, and uh, I've known him 20 plus years. He's my daughter's godfather. And anyway, John came to me with, with sons, and and uh, yeah, and then we just did it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't watch it. That's just, crazy. I mean, I, I I understand that. I think you know, sometimes if I'm on a series or whatever, I'll watch the first couple, kind of you know, see how it's yeah, looking, how it, it looks. and then I you know let it go, let it go. And that's that's what I did. I, I every season I might be catching a little. Okay, so I'm looking like that. All right, so I'll, I'll make that better next season. Somebody needs to make a reel of all your best stuff and then put it on there because you probably haven't seen most of it. Uh, that, that, you know what? I, I go on Instagram to see I'm, anything. I'll see shit on Instagram. I go, whoa, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, was, I was in there. Oh, is that me? Holy shit. Yeah, that's not bad. Ah, oh, this is a treat. This is a real treat. It is. For me. For me, darling. It really is. is it, I mean, you just. I don't get to sit and tell the truth often. I don't feel comfortable telling some fucking. Uh, do you get anxiety? I do, yeah. Like real anxiety, not being nervous about something, but like anxiety where like you feel like it's taking you over. Horrors. Yeah. No, I, I stopped smoking weed, so that's diminished quite a, quite a, quite a bit. But, uh, um, well, I've took a pause. I took a break, hiatus on the weed. Yeah. But no, I still get, I still get very anxious, yeah. I try. Not. I mean, my, my wife, my daughter and my wife calm me a lot, especially my daughter. She keeps me very calm. They say something like this. I just heard this. Somebody's tell me if I'm wrong. They said when you're with somebody, when you have a significant other, that it makes your stress levels go down. Yeah. Is that true? I think maybe. I, I don't My Hopefully my child's not absorbing my stress. <laughs> That'd be horrific. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's the love. I don't know. They you, calm you. Just, you just know at the end of the day, this is this is what your world is all about. It's not about what you're doing. This is your entire universe right here, and so you know, all the bullshit fades away. You know, you can okay, yeah. You're sitting with this crazy kid, ten years old, telling you jokes, and you know, and she, <laughs> she'll tell me some stupid. She'll give me some silly joke, and I say, "Night, you need to work on that, honey. <laughs> that ain't gonna fly." 
Do you have any good Scottish jokes to to end us with? Good Scott. I don't really do jokes, actually. I mean, Billy Connolly, the funniest mother. I grew up with Billy Connolly, for Christ's sake. He's the funniest man that ever lived. And listen, kids, if you're out there, you want to hear something hilarious, find Billy Connolly's Big Banana Feet. It's an album from the 1970s, and he does a version of the crucifixion of Jesus and the crucifixion, only sets it in Glasgow. And it's probably the funniest. If you, you might need subtitles, but if you can translate it or hear it and understand it, it's the funniest fucking thing you've ever heard in your life. The Crucifixion by Billy Connolly. I'll leave you with that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Enjoy it. Give your ears a treat. Tommy Flanagan, uh, this was a pleasure being inside. Thank you, Rosie, baby. I loved having you deep inside of me. <laughs> Well, 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 uh, he didn't disappoint. I've been trying to get him on the podcast since we met on Guardians of the Galaxy 1, and he did not disappoint. Yeah. Did you have fun while he was in here? Oh, yeah. Wasn't it, did he pick on you at all? Uh, no. I mean, pick on you in a very fun way. A very... No, you know, it, no, it was... Uh... No, like, yeah, like we coined shite talking. Shite talking. Yeah. Old shite talking. Oh, yeah. Shite talking, Nick, I'm alive. Remember that song, Jive Talking, by the Bee Gees? Jive Talking. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. Again, if you want to follow the podcast on uh, on Instagram, it's at Inside of You Podcast. And uh, Twitter is uh, Twitter is at Inside of You Pod. 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 Yeah. Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at Inside of You Pod on the Twitter. And uh, you can also go on YouTube. Please subscribe. If you like the show today, if you really enjoyed it, you were surprised, and you're like, you know what, Rose Mom's not half bad. Let's uh, let me give him another chance. That would be great. I'd love for you to listen to the podcast, become a patron if you want, and all that stuff. Uh, if you want to join Patreon, you could listen to the intro, and I talk about that, and uh, I talk about the Inside of You store, Inside of You online store, and the Sunspin.com, where you can get band hats and merch and uh, Zoom me. But right now, it's time. It's time, Ryan. I'm excited about Talkville, by the way. I'm really excited about Talkville. Uh, we already have patrons on the um, on on Talkville that are supporting that new podcast, and the podcast hasn't even aired yet. It's a fun one. It's it's a fun. I'm having fun doing it. We've only recorded a few, but just hearing your perspective, yeah, on episodes, someone fresh who perspective, hasn't seen it, an, an adult, mm. an adult perspective, <laughs> uh-huh. an adult. I sound like Owen Wilson there. It's like, oh, wow. it's like someone who hasn't even really watched the show, and now you're watching it. It's like really cool. I got to tell Luke about this one, man. Wow. Got to tell Luke about this. Wow, one. wow man. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's uh, fun though. It's good. I, I, I love, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm enjoying. It. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. It only works if people listen. So mm-hmm. hopefully you guys will listen. Uh, here we go. These are the uh, Patreon top tiers. These are the people that give back the most to the podcast, and they are worthy, very worthy of a shout out. And here we go. Nancy D, Leah S, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Nico P, Robert B. Jason W. You know what's funny? I could say mm. all these people's last names, even though it's just initials they give me. Yeah. Bryce gives me here. Mm. And I just know that, uh, you know, Jason W. I know who that is. It's it's, it's got to be Jason Weaver. It's Dream Weaver. <laughs> Kristen. It's got to be Kristen Kia. 
I, anyway, I'll stop. Raj C, Joshua D, CJP, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Kimberly E, Mike E, Eldon Supremo, 99 more, Ramira, Santiago M, Chad W, Leanne P, Janine R, Maya P, Maddie S, Belinda N, Chris H, Dave H, Sheila G, Brad D, Ray H, Tabitha T, Tom N, Liliana A, Betsy D, correct, Chad L, Rochelle, Marion, Meg K, Trav L, Dan N, Big Stevie, W, Angel M, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Super, Sam, Dev, Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Andy T, Cody, uh, R, correct, Gavinator, David C, John B, Brandy D, Yavor, Camille S, The, C, Joey, L, M, oh, crap. Willie F, David H, Design OTG, and of course, Eugene End, uh, Leah, correct, Chris P., Nikki G, Corey, Katie B, Nicole, Patricia, Heather L, Jake B, James B, Bobbitt, Megan T, Mel S, Orlando C, John B, Caroline R, Rob E, Paul C, Christine S, Sarah S, Eric H, Spring, Jennifer R, Shane R, Emma R, Mark M, Jeremy V, who has spoken, Andrew M, Robert G, Zatoichi 77, Andreas N, Alexandra, and Chris R. It'd make it easy if you put all the name with R as the last initial. It'd be easier for you. Mm-hmm. And then I can go, so-and-so, R, blank, mm-hmm. R, blank, R, 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 R. Would help if they're all R's, too. Guys, we love having you listen. We love you um, for supporting this podcast. There are many podcasts out there, but you choose us, at least as one of your podcasts to listen to. And I know there are a lot of uh, podcasts out there. So I thank you from deep in the bottom of my heart. And... Uh, I guess that's it, Ryan. You got anything else? You want to promote something? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no. Well, Why don't you promote the new podcast that you're on? What, the Talkville? <laughs> <laughs> what, the Talkville? Uh, uh, yeah, the Talkville. It's, it's a podcast about Smallville. It is. It's a podcast about, about Smallville. It. We're excited about it. Uh, love you guys. Be good to yourself. Um, from the Hollywood Hills in California, I am Michael Rosenbaum. I'm Ryan Taylor. A little wave to the camera. Uh, we love you guys. Seriously, be good to yourselves. Uh, and thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you. Take care. I can't wait to, for you to hear the new podcast and let me know what you think about it. All right. We'll see you. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.